hurting button. Push the button. Don't mind Joe Colton complaining. <laughs> Friday night, it's about nine o'clock. As usual, I said, you know, we're I'm hitting the button and then she goes off on a rant. I don't understand. <laughs> I, I don't know how how I much swear. more we can time this out. You I plan this I every week. Unhit the button after I hit the button, but she just always starts talking when I say I'm gonna hit the button. I don't understand. <laughs> but uh anyways, it's Friday night, it's nine o'clock. It's it's time for what's on Joe Mind. Uh, be back with us for the top 10 news stories of 2022 after you listen to our kick-ass theme song. As we said a few seconds ago, welcome to What's On Joe Mind. We are a fan cast about the world of G.I. Joe. I'm your host, Mike Irizarry. How is everybody out there in viewer world doing this evening? We're good. We got a full house for the first time again in a few weeks. Because Joe Colton's got a stupid job. Way to go, Joe Colton, with your employment. I'm sorry. <laughs> January's going to be really effed up. <laughs> How? How dare you, you know, <laughs> attempt to pay for your own, you know. How dare you provide something, you know. And <laughs> we are like clockwork, baby. Every Friday, 9.02, it's time for What's on Joe Mind. 9.02. Yeah. <laughs> Nine-ish. It's like the old TBS shows, right? 6.05, 7.05. <laughs> For the Beastmaster. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned for Night of the Lepus. That's what TBS oh! stood for. The Beastmaster Station. That's I a, have a copy of Night of the Lepus. That's right. It's a uh, drink up if you got it. It's it is the last last what's on Joe Mind of the year because frankly we're running out of days to squeeze that in. Mm-hmm. But uh, happy New Year to everyone. Hope everyone enjoyed their Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa holidays and whatever it is that you you uh, celebrated. You bastard. Well, we just assume that your birthday was beyond words. So. <laughs> or or, better, or better, better, better left unmentioned. I mean, it's, it's just, there's no reason to wish that for you. We know yeah. that was the case. Did, did you go outside on your birthday? You can forget about my birthday like everyone else. Was, was there a lot of lights and gifts on your birthday? <laughs> it's like the this, whole town came out for it. Yeah. Did you get this, this isn't like being recorded for public consumption, is it? Um, cool. No. Let's talk about it. Uh, no, no, my birthday was nice this year, especially because my Steelers played on a semi important game for them, retired Franco Harris's number on my birthday, right? Just the, for you. The night game, right? And uh, my brother in law said, Steelers are on. Put the TV on. Finally, someone can ask. And I saw the last minute, and that's all you needed to see. Pittsburgh right. scored late, had a pick, we win, walk off. I can watch the Franco stuff later. Solid. 
So yeah, fine, good. Anyways, we uh, were going to see that with the Giants, but nope. Uh, <laughs> wrong, wrong last minute. Frankly, if you're going to force a team to kick a 61-yard field goal to beat you, okay, I, I can take that if that's how we're going to lose. If you're watching us on YouTube tonight, uh, thank you. We appreciate you. Go ahead, give us a thumbs up, subscribe to our channel. 25% of you who tune in aren't subscribed. I don't understand that. That don't make sense. That's crazy. That's absolute madness. We tune in every week. If right. You're, if and, you're and, not here, if you haven't heard of us, I, I mean, I, I kind of get it. But if you're here, then you are in the fly trap, right? Like, right. Come on, get you know, get in line, get on board, let's go. <laughs> and of course, do all that cool YouTube stuff as, as the night goes on. If you're catching us on Facebook, go ahead and give us some kind of a reaction. Give us a thumbs up. Give us a heart. Give us a little huggy guy. We love little we huggy love guy. Little huggy guy. And that's uh, the ways that you can go ahead and 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 pump the metrics to to get us better distribution and do your part to to help out what's on Joe mind. Uh, there's lots of crummy shows out there that talk about silly things. Uh, we talk silly about important things. There's a difference. Kinda. <laughs> Apparently, it's still Christmas at Joe's house. Right. Well, it's. I think it's like that's till February at least. There's just yeah. much. But but you know what? Christmas decorations are acceptable. In, you know, until New Year's, that's fine. That's fair. I'll give it. Yeah. Look, there's twelve days of Christmas. January fifth is the line, right? Uh, I also celebrate Orthodox New Year's, so it goes a little. I mean, that's okay. convenient. We we weren't gonna. You have yeah. forty six Christmas trees. We were not gonna be mad at you for, for <laughs> keeping them up too long because it takes. Yeah. It's a long time to take all that down. Yeah, it's yes. This I'm in the sunroom tonight, so I uh, th this is not a made up background, so I could like touch the tree. Oh, nice. <laughs> when so, they find when they finally cast you as the new Wonder Woman, and, <laughs> and all that green starts pouring in, I want you and Wes in a bigger house with a Christmas wing that you can just close. It's gonna it's February gonna look like one. a Rankin Bass special. That's it. With like French doors that open yeah, up. Beautiful. Like all, all French doors. A big life-size burl life snowman. Yes. It'll be a snowman that walks around sounding like burl lives. Forget it. <laughs> It'll be no doll. It'll be a man dressed as <laughs> Yeah. Andrew Galgan asked the important question: is it hours or days oh. to take down all Joe's trees and decorations? Neither. I believe it's weeks. Uh, yeah, it it uh, it takes like two and a half, three weeks this year to put up. So it'll take about two weeks to put down. Uh, Phil Donnelly asked, when was the last time you saw it? <laughs> <West, by the way? laughs> <laughs> call a search party. I saw him an hour ago. <laughs> All right, good, good. All right. So he's, lost, he's not lost in the woods. Yeah, if he's not, if he's lost, he's not so far gone that a search party can couldn't take care of it. And when we and when we say the woods, we mean <laughs> the family room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, we, in the family room. He's, he's moving trees out of the way so he can watch wrestling. <laughs> take a quick run around the table here, where she's the the co-hostess with the co-hostess, the queen of GI Joe cosplay. Joe Colton is here, everybody. Joe Colton, what'd you do for Christmas? Ah, uh, we went to we didn't go to Canada this year. Um. The parents said, Canada, no, don't do it. Yeah, Canada came down and found us this year. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they had like ice storms up there. And so they were like, why don't you not get stuck up here? I was like, I mean, I could. <laughs> uh, but uh, I had also a lot of work to do. So we stayed here, went to friend's house, um, 
I had a ton of food and then just chilled. Just chilled. Um, we had, we saw my brother-in-law and sister-in-law and the kids in the morning and uh, uh, his dad or his my my husband's brother's dad, so his stepdad. Um, and played a lot with the kids. Uh, ate and went to dinner with uh, uh, with William to a Chinese restaurant and then like visited people was it was it like the scene out of a christmas story yeah (laughs) i was cackling at the table and the both of them were like you need to stop (laughs) we're in public (laughs) he had to cut the head off that duck is all i'm saying (laughs) Uh, here in the top row he is the former head of marketing for the gi joe brand at hasbro he celebrated his 78th birthday last (gasps) year Wow, you're aging him up this year. This uh, this year, closer, yeah. he's been a cranky old man today. I've been Absolutely. following him on Facebook. He's, he's, he's yelling at every cloud that passes by. That's the hot show, Mark Weber. That's me. Uh, and we were in Phoenix, uh, where I went to school, and my, where my wife came from, and where most of her family is. So we always uh, get to go back to Phoenix. Best time of the year to visit Phoenix, man. Let me tell you. Well, so, uh, yeah, I believe that was the one place in the United States above freezing. That's right. Although every time I heard bomb cyclone, it made me giggle. It's one of my favorite terms. I cannot believe no one has made that a finishing move, right? Yeah. It sounds like like a bad finisher from an indie wrestler. I feel like I need to ask Wes what it would look like. And then like... (laughs) I I think it's... uh, You know, Sammy Zane does that back suplex into a weak little powerbomb they call the Blue Thunder. Yeah, and but him be, turning the opposite direction of yeah. the guy. Or do it do it off the second rope, dude. That's a bomb. Yeah. Right there. Yeah, spin. Off the ropes into a spinning DDT. That's not bad. That's how I would go bomb cyclone. I feel like it's got to be a slam or bomb cyclone. Anyway, yeah. uh, we were in Phoenix. We were safe. Uh, I did have a nice birthday. Uh, Steeler win helped with that, like that. Uh, then we had Christmas. Uh, but I didn't, because I started my new job like in August and burnt five days of vacation on the uh, high school reunion the next week. Yeah. I didn't have any vacation days left. <laughs> so, so we got Friday off. Yeah, I think that was it. Friday and Monday off because the holiday came on the weekend. Right. So I spent my lone vacation day uh, on the Thursday, on the 23rd. So I flew on my last vacation day and then got, I guess, 22nd, flew, and then 23rd, 24th, 25th, flew home on the 26th, uh, and here I am. So, but because we celebrated out there, we haven't even done our own Christmas yet. Uh, so tomorrow is Weber Christmas, tomorrow morning, with the tree and the presents. And Do you get a second birthday then? Uh, at some point, yeah. There's a couple of birthday presents wrapped up on top of the TV up there. But I think it'd be rude for me to just rip them open whenever I want. Right? <laughs> so we'll see. My, I'll be honest though. My, taste. my birthday was damn near a week ago, so they're getting kind of gamey. I'll be honest. <laughs> that's what they get for buying you a pound of corned beef. That's, that's yeah, yeah. But because, uh, like plenty of people, uh, my job's vacation days are use it or lose it. So at the end of the day, at the end of the year, they evaporate. But then I think you get your whole batch on January 1. You uh, don't have to, like, earn it for the following year. So it's fine. But it also means anybody who had any left totally used them this week. 
So I've been playing Marco Polo with myself <laughs> in the halls of D2G. Uh, it has been an absolute ghost town this year. So. That, that, those are the best days to be at the office. I mean, I had to go to the office two days this week, too. And yesterday, I was the only person there. And Wednesday, I was one of three people on the entire first floor. Wow. It was like, you know, like like in Cool Hand Luke when he goes to solitary with the ball in the mitt, just, just <laughs> off the wall. That's the great escape. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, thank you. Um, the Torpedo Mike, who is famously in Hawaii, yeah. T-shirt weather here. Though sometimes we do need a light sheet for those cold winter nights. Funny thing is, now it's almost T-shirt weather here. Right. Yes! It's immediately <laughs> up in the mid-50s here in central Indiana. If not for the fact that we have a thick cloud cover that still makes it look like 5 o'clock at night all day. I think Mother Nature's just nuts. Or pissed right? off. <laughs> well, it would be like relentlessly bad, right? If she was that bad. I think she's literally lost her mind. We've driven her insane. <laughs> And now she's like, whatever. Here's a bomb rainbow. Figure that out. <laughs> At which point some luchador runs in and gives you a spinning DDT. <laughs> right. And he goes, ay, 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 ay. <laughs> In guy the bottom right. Bob Cyclone. <laughs> He's not just here because of nepotism, folks. Sometimes he gives mm -hmm. weather reports. It's rack time, Rob. Hello. Back time, Rob. What'd you do for Christmas? And this uh, way, I can tell what I had to do for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, we we ventured into the frozen north, uh, you know, to see Dad. And, you know. The famous North hinterlands. Yeah. It was uh, icy. It was very well, slick. But was yeah. it stinky? Yes. Did you drive in the ice? Uh, not really. Uh, we we actually wound up getting stuck up there. We were supposed to come back the the evening of Christmas. And it was just not real great at that point. It had warmed up a little bit by the next day. It was still a little slick coming back. Um, uh, our sister uh, was supposed to fly in to Midway. And uh, she wound up getting rerouted to St. Louis. And then she rented a car and drove that to, to northern Indiana. Because and, uh, Southwest was content to leave her stranded there. Well, don't take it personal. Southwest abandoned pretty much everybody. Yeah, Southwest yeah. did that to everybody. Now, in fairness to them, that day you weren't getting into Chicago that day, so okay. But um, yeah, their 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 lack of of answers once she was on the ground was not really acceptable. Yeah. Um, it's um. Yeah, they've they've kind of set themselves up for it. I don't want to get too far into that because I'm I'm removed from the travel industry. Uh, and we would have to have the lovely Mrs. Weber on to talk about that with any sort of of uh, of, of expertise. Yeah, the the Vera of this year's sitcom. Right, right, and she refuses to be on camera, so we'd have no, to. She, she looks like this. <laughs> right, we'd have to. We'd have to turn off her camera, and that would be the voice modulation, yeah. and it would be like she was stuck on some some episode of Dateline or something. <laughs> you you have probably... to do the uh, the shadow, like the figure. Right, right. <laughs> this is what happened. <laughs> you could probably get one from Elizabeth as she runs by. Here. Southwest is running. terrible. <laughs> but that's <laughs> that's where we're at. That was the week that went by. So, uh, hope everybody out there had a safe and happy holiday week uh, and uh, celebrated Mark Weber's birthday. Mm -hmm. with the austere reverence it deserves. That's what I'm talking about. 
So uh, no community calendar this week. Let's go ahead and just get right to the news. Yes. First news item. Local podcast host plays the community calendar theme just to throw everybody's microphones off. There's a Comic-Con or a toy show. What's on your mind? Wants to know? Tell Mike, Mark, and Joe. Community calendar. And that's just as a reminder so we can get the next year's rolling. I already have the I already have the calendar for for the St. Louis Toy Man shows. There's eight of them next year, so we're going to hear about them. <laughs> You're joking, right? No, there's eight. Shut up. No, there's eight. There, there's normally seven, so. Ooh, there's, a bo- one. there's a bonus episode? There's a bonus <laughs> Toy Man. He just keeps bonus. banging that drum, doesn't is there is there new stuff every month? No. <laughs> there's different dealers every month. It's a different setup every time. Oh. There's different guests every time. It's a whole enterprise. You really, it's, Toy Man is to be experienced. Okay. But anyways, if you got a show that you want to plug coming up in the first part of next year, what's on Joe Mine at gmail.com. Or I'll play the theme song again. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I'm going to play the theme anyway because it's got that picture of Joe Colton in there. So we're, it's, it's, it's mandatory. You're just going to have to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you shouldn't send around foot nudes, Joe. <laughs> that's not. That's not. It's not that picture. Oh, it's the other one. Yeah, it's the. It's the trying to get removed from the shoe. From the shoe. Yeah. Yeah. That that one is fully clothed yet still compromising on some level. Right. Yes. If you're in defeat. Because speaking of, of full, Speaking of fully nude, check out this cat. <laughs> What he's got shorts that look like a tank. He's yeah. fully covered by that tank. The right. look on his face every week is like, <laughs> "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> if, that, if, if that cannon could fire, the guy behind the camera would be dead. Would be it, dead. Does, it does kind of feel like he got put back in the tank every week. Right? Yeah. He's, he's like, "I thought like, we were done with this bullshit." Jesus Christ, tank again! <laughs> I love Chunky Tank Kitty. He's beautiful. He's he's magnificent. And he's right here. He's just... And perturbed. <laughs> Love it. Love it. I wish they'd make it in classified scale. Brought... <laughs> maybe, man, maybe. <laughs> just a matter of scaling it up now. Right. Brought to us all by, by the lovely folks at Kokomo Toys. We'll hear more from them later. Next news item. This is not news. <laughs> no, but we, we had a first. Uh, no, I'm. So, I believe the correct response is, do 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 There. We had a we had a first news item, and I had not asked for transition dudes since then. So whatever. Okay. Whatever you think, you know everything. Whatever. But uh, yes, we all got uh, some some fun emails from the folks at, at Haslab. High strikers are almost here, which is a few months ahead of schedule. Uh, everybody should have received an email reminding them to uh, make sure that your address is finalized by January twelfth, 
uh, and that the Sky Striker packages will be heading out shortly thereafter. And reminding you to clear your shelves. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Make room. Look, I, I've just, just, as I said on Twitter, I've just come to grips with the fact that for a little while, I'm just going to have a desk that's a Sky Striker. There's just no 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 way around that. Just just put stuff on top. Sky strike a coffee table. Yeah, yeah. There's there's no two ways about it. Mark Rubin with great advice there. Start checking your FedEx tracking. Yes. Um. But yeah, and some pictures started to leak out as well. These were from somewhere over in Asia, the Philippines, perhaps. I don't know. I, I. I honestly wasn't paying that much attention. They're up at uh, Toy News International. You can check them out there. But here we can see the Sky Striker in its box. Uh, we can see Night Force Ripcord there in the bottom corner. And we've got uh, the carded figures, all seven of them. Um, the cartoon-inspired Cobra Trooper, Cobra Commander, uh, the Cobra Flight Crew. There's Night Force Ripcord again. Ace, Pilot Scarlet, and uh, Failsafe. All in a all in a couple of rows. But uh, Viper Scout reminds us the coffee table is the flag. Of course it is. This isn't quite that size, but probably enough to get my laptop on it. So it's, yeah, it's all right. We don't have that much space. No. <laughs> I'm kind of hoping the his tank shows up quickly because then we can just stack the striker on top of the his tank and just. We have two. You can use them as legs. Yeah. Right. Just just use them. It's like a TV stand at that point. Ace thinks Pilot Scarlet has nice legs, but boy, is he going to be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Matt Rubin throws out a serious PSA. HasLab didn't send out half the shipping notifications for HasLab Victory Saber until after they had been received. Source, it happened to me. Okay. Oh. Well. Good to know. They didn't send out any shipping notifications for that terrible Nerf Joe blaster. <laughs> No, they send out a different. Is that, is that a spoiler? Am I am I bearing the lead there? Yes, perhaps. perhaps. Okay. we call yeah. that call that a tease. Yeah, <laughs> too soon, man. Too soon. That's that transition the right there. That is the news item. They they did cancel that that awful blaster. Well, I, I don't know. No, no, they didn't cancel it. We canceled it collectively. Yes, we canceled. The, the Joe community is a fractious bunch, but we. Pretty much unanimous on that thing. Yeah, Oof. yeah, that was bad. That's that ain't happening. And I wonder, I wonder what's going to happen with all those uh, special edition cover variants of the comic book that were included there. Just send them pulse members, right? <laughs> they used to send free comics to people. What's important started. is you're not bitter. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not going to start that fight. <laughs> the pulse is so much better. Than when I was writing for seven brands on it, right? But uh, next news item. Hey, in case you haven't uh, done this yet, the Total Action Force: The Battle Years soft cover is coming after New Year's. Uh, you need to get over to Kickstarter, get yourself set up to be notified of when the project launches. If you missed it in the hardcover. This is your time to, to swoop in and get that first edition. Uh, just click that green button that you can see there in the, the bottom left part of the screen there. That'll 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 be how they let you know. Sign in at Kickstarter, hit over to this page, click the green button, they'll take care of the rest. 
Next news item. All right. Hey, this is the second to last day to get in on the Skeletron pre-order. If you were part of the Kickstarter campaign that ran this summer, uh, good on you. You're paid for it. Don't worry about it. If you want to add some more, you got until the end of the day tomorrow. Um, if you've never heard of it before now, you've still got time to get in on this mm -hmm. great campaign. Uh, choose from all the offerings that they've got. Head to roboskull.backerkit.com and, uh, and hit the folks up at Skeletron. Again, it closes end of day, uh, 11.59.59 tomorrow. Uh, some might say it's the penultimate day, but some okay. of us are nerds, Phil Donnelly. Depend what? Penultimate. Nerds. So again, roboskill.backerkit.com. Next news item. Do, 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 do. That's it. That was my thing. Oh, I yeah. like it. That, I, I, I was just hung up in that it, <laughs> it didn't react to when I clicked it. So I was trying to. But that's that's it for news proper. Oh. But um, uh, Phil Donnelly, <laughs> here's a good question. Viper Scout asks, are we doing fake news? Has Lab Dragonfly anyone? No, yes. we're really not going to talk about that because enough oxygen has been wasted. Um, That's in our next segment, the unabashedly bad rumors. Right. <laughs> we should have a um, an episode of horrible rumors. I guess. I, I mean... Because it'd be funny, like, it, it, what actually became and why and why it didn't become anything and why. Well, it's just, we uh, we went and checked this out. We saw this as it was breaking, was it Wednesday? Mm-hmm. And um, just... I saw it on Wednesday. Just, yeah, just nonsense, top to bottom. It, just, just, it was bad. That's why we didn't get involved with it, because we didn't think there was anything there. I liked it. I mean, Ooh, I said. We all like it. We all liked it, but it doesn't. That doesn't mean that it, it was a viable piece of yeah. news. It, it smelled like fish from the from the word go. So. Yeah, there just there was nothing, nothing substantial in that rumor to even dangle a thread out of. So we we just didn't worry about it. If we wound up getting burned on that, fine. So yeah, Lord knows there are a hundred other places you can go and get bad news. We prefer to send you accurate news. Um, if it's not mm -hmm. verified, we don't report it. Do we right. need to officially cancel it? A terrible rumor. Does that make us more viable? I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't really care about dumb stuff like that. I, I'll be honest. I, 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 I. Do I wish it was true? Sure, it would be great, but it would be expensive. It would be gigantic. I wouldn't have space for it. But the, only, the only thing that made me think maybe is the idea that it it could be pretty hollow. And that you could, the tail could be a separate piece so it could ship in something that wouldn't actually be three feet long, right? That was, that's the, when it first popped, I thought, you know what? It might be a little more feasible than you think, just sure. from a construction no, no, I, standpoint. I, I, get you, I get you on that. It's just that it just seemed to be against everything that they've told us about these projects to yeah. this point. Um, and then you're checking out the, the sources out on TFW 2005, and he didn't have anything constructive to say. He was just throwing throwing this out there to see what would stick and feel like a big man. 
there was nothing behind it. There was no no schematics, no images, no just generic uh, generic shots of a of a of a Viper helicopter, which is what the Dragonfly was based on. But there's some pretty significant differences. Uh, so yeah, just eh, didn't didn't smell that being news. And we figured that uh, our our folks out there, you you were catching enough of that that day. We didn't need to add to the noise of something we didn't think was actually happening. So, uh, Torpedo Mike throws out, imagine how droopy the rotors would end up being after a few years. That too. That too. I mean, you think it's bad on the smaller size stuff. Just throw, you know, make it weigh three times as much and expect that to last for more than six months. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they did it, they'd have to do some kind of wire in the center of it, right? Like you'd think. Yeah. Yeah. Some, yeah, just some kind of some kind of mechanism to at least at least hold it up. I, I I remember separate from my other Joes, I had put the tomahawk up in the attic in Ben because it was it was so big it's hard to store, right? With all those rotors sticking everywhere. So I had it was the piece of my Joe collection I hadn't seen in the longest time. And then I remember going up there. It had probably been like six years since I'd seen it last. And I went up and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like clawed hands. right? It was, and they weren't, they didn't like all dirt badly. Like some of them went up. So they were just mangled claws in the attic. And I'm like, and this was before eBay, right? So I was like, there ain't no fixing that. Goodbye, yeah. Tomahawk. Yeah. No, it was uh, my the one on mine. They're all down, and what I was doing for a while when I was living in St. Louis, I I actually hung hung it from the ceiling upside down just to try and counterweight that for a while. And it it's it's probably still like it's in storage at a friend's house, still hung up like that. So I wonder <laughs> if they've ever taken it down. I would like to have seen the the hanging upside down, the drunk lift ticket. <laughs> what do you mean I can't do this? <laughs> sitting you can't, the, can't sitting barrel the, roll a helicopter lift ticket. Sitting in the bottom part of that bubble thing, rolling around with all the all the sick from two daddy light. As often as and I know he's a fixed wing pilot too, but as often as they had Wild Bill flying an actual jet right. or C one thirty, I bet that's what happened if you put Ace in the helicopter, right? He'd be like, Hell yeah, now you got a real Ooh. pilot in here. <laughs> Woo! Toy toy bounty hunter with the humble brag. Knock on wood. Thirty six years later, my rotor brain is still straight. Oh, you yeah. Just change yourself, man. What are you doing? Don't something, don't say anything. Falling on them tonight. And, yeah, and we're all six foot three on the internet too. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, I'm six three in real life. You're six three in real life too, Mark. So six five in heels. Right. You only wear two inch heels. <laughs> well, when you're six three. Uh, no, I'm I am legit just shy of six two, and my friggin' son Derek is six one and a half. He'll get me by summer. Like it's all I and on our Christmas card, which you all I believe have copies of, uh, he swears he didn't. But I got a lot of feedback on when did Derek get taller than you? He friggin' uh, high toed me. When they snapped the photo. Oh, so did he? I didn't notice him taller. He, I have to go back he, and look. He has, yeah, he's definitely taller on the card. Yeah. yeah which was shot last June. 
So, oh, yeah. We totally. Holy day, then. There was camera tricks going on. Like he was a foot closer than you were. Maybe. Or something like that. So, maybe. He's playing with force for or, or you were in lower ground. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, I found dad will stay here and I will be like yeah. right next to him. Or he, or he was on point. So uh, either way, uh, I still have him, but not for long. Well. Cheated. <laughs> I don't mind that he's going to get me. Right. But, but you got to earn it. Right? Not yet. <laughs> Not yet, Padawan. Right. And, and, and you, you can still dunk earn it. I love it. Bam. Next arm wrestling. Right. <laughs> He's about to beat me in chess for the first time. Oh. Which will be, which will be, a, which will be a really good thing. Because if you want to get into the psychosis of Mark Weber, my dad used to beat the tar out of me in chess. And then the one game where I really had him, he got called away for something else. And for a week, I was like, Dad, when are you going to finish that game? Dad, when are you going to finish that game? And then a week later, out of nowhere, the board had just been reset. Oh. Not like knocked over, just like reset. And he never played me again. So now that, we're, now that I'm on the couch... Uh, <laughs> There, when he beats me, it'll be it'll be a good big moment for both of us. Are you gonna reset the the board? No, I'm just gonna do the earthquake thing, right? That's straight out of the seventh seal, right? Where the knight's playing death on the beach <laughs> and all of a, and he's losing, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden the knight's like, Hey, look, Elvis. Whoa, <laughs> hey, look, Elvis. Just gotta so, do the old fashioned table flip. Right? It's a prowl thing. I'm a prowl fan. Sure. So uh, let's go ahead and let's get to the night's main event. But first, a word from our good sponsors. We buy, sell, and trade vintage and modern toys. G.I. Joe, Star Wars, Transformers, Marvel, DC, and more. Located in beautiful downtown Kokomo, Indiana, we are open every Wednesday through Saturday from 12 to 5. It's a theme park of nostalgia. Join the thousands of people who have traveled from all over the Midwest for over a decade to buy and sell with us. Get your geek on. You cut off the little girl? How are you going to do that? It's what is wrong with you? I, I didn't mean to. It double clicked on it. Now Relax, would you? Son of a bitch. She doesn't, she doesn't get a royalty, so she doesn't pay in full. Play in full. <laughs> man, Joe Colton, man just mean she's earned her time sir that girl's in college now by the way <laughs> yes yes you know torpedo mike sent that to us a year and a half ago she's she's got kids of her own at this point yeah. six foot three university six of five hawaii five. rainbow warrior six five in heels she's adorable mm. <laughs> uh any thoughts on the other rumor, Thunder Machine Soundwave? Uh, it comes from a better source, but you know I, I, we don't know too much about it, so I, I left it off for now. I figure we'll know more very soon, and that way we can go a little bit more in-depth with it. In the coming weeks. Yeah, there's no pictures to show you. There's no, no confirmation on that either, really, but I feel better about that being a possibility. But uh, we didn't have a whole lot to bring you, so we didn't we didn't worry about it too much. We had enough to cover this week. That's true. Soundwave's one of those guys that you can turn into anything. Right. Pretty much, because 
he used to be a cassette player. And that's right. never going to fly again. He used to so, be a Walkman. Yeah, so we, I, took, we turned somebody, it into a... Uh, somebody online said that thematically he should have been a surveillance port. That's not bad. Huh. Not much to the surveillance Right, what's the fun in that, right? Yeah. Oh, our fun. friends over at the surveillance port would be super hyped about it. They would be thrilled, yeah. Yes. Eric would be over himself. But we turned him into a his tank at one bad for a San Diego Comic Con. No, but that's already been done. Mm. I mean, unless you want to do a different his tank, maybe like uh, a, no, a I would or I don't, you don't want to try to follow me. Come on. More specifically, I don't know if they'd want to try and follow that Megatron his tank. Mm canceled that that was the first joe thing i've canceled in a long time right before it came out i was like you know what i don't think i need this or another awe striker even as well done as they may or may not be i, I think i can pass on these two so. be all right okay. it'll all be all right anywho andrew galgan notes that somebody's salty tonight Somebody's always salty on this show. I don't. I don't think we have a. I don't think we ever have a week where everybody's in a good mood. You have to narrow that down. Stop! Stop it! I think my mouse. My mouse batteries are going. So it's just. It's, the mouse it's is salty tonight. The mouse is extremely salty. It's, I'm double clicking everything. Anyhow, it is time for the main event. I guess it's been enough talk. Right. <laughs> the top 10 news stories top 10 gi joe news stories of 2022 number 10 hasbro puts entertainment one on the selling block uh we covered this in better depth not too long ago and uh, what's on joe mind 240 uh hasbro purchased entertainment one Back in 2019 for four billion dollars cash. Buh, 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 buh. Yeah. Billion. Cash. Not not trading other properties or or other other equities or no, just out of out of the couch, shaking the change, you know, opening up the wallet, cash. And uh, they are now trying to divest themselves of the film and television divisions. Uh Mark Weber, you're our senior Entertainment One correspondent. Yeah. Uh, what What are your feelings here? What do you What do you have to say about this one? You know, when you buy a new car and drive it off the lot, and it's immediately worth ten percent less. Yeah. Yeah, that's depreciation. Um, I mean, I don't have any insight here, really, but I think it's probably well tied into the change at the very top, and I would never you know, make, make a gag or make light of someone passing, but Brian Goldner was very, very entertainment focused at Hasbro. And so following his passing, uh, the interim CEO and then Chris Cox uh, taking over from Wizards of the Coast. And to me, this, when I first heard of it, it felt like, I mean, it is a bit of a seismic shift. Uh, it may not mean that much to us as, as primarily G.I. Joe toy collectors, but it felt like they really pivoted and pivoted pretty fast. Um, but it always felt to me like it was tied strongly to that change in 
manning the very top of senior leadership, right? So that's that's what it always felt like to me. And I didn't, I, at my time there, I interacted with Brian Goldman maybe twice. Uh, and, he was, and he was fine and he was friendly and cordial and, and always a pro. Uh, but I, I didn't swim in, in those waters or those circles very often. Uh, and, uh, but it was, it was pretty well understood there that Hollywood was really where his heart lay. That's what really energized him. He loved being involved in the movie process. So I think that the E1 thing was certainly, uh, if not his directly, I think he was firmly behind that move. And it wasn't surprising after his passing that they might be looking at it with slightly different eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Crocodile Joel McMullen calls E1 the XFL of Hasbro. <laughs> Come on now. That's not true. The XFL's coming back. Oh, put Torpedo 83 up there. That's the nicest thing anybody said to me all year. Uh, Torpedo Mike, uh, ouch, what Mark could have done with a tooling budget a fraction that size. I prefer <laughs> to think of what Mark could have done with a tooling budget of $4 billion. Um, look, <laughs> with my existing tooling budget, and maybe a little more, and four items, I would have had the entire 82 line redone for the 40th anniversary. And we, we covered that in a past episode, didn't we? Yeah. And they still had those plans, you know, which I had developed while I was there. So it wasn't like it couldn't have been done without me. It wouldn't have been as good. But <laughs> it would have yeah. been somehow less. Uh, File cardy. <laughs> I was trying to figure out a joke to go on pale, but sure. File cardy will work. That'll work. It's good yeah. enough. So there you go. Rob, anything to add here? No, I like I said, I like Mark. I think this is uh, directly related to uh, story number four on our countdown. Oh, and that's a tease. That's a tease. Yeah. Ooh. Stay tuned, true believers. Wait, how does he already know all ten? I everybody knows all ten. Well, you three know all ten. The rest, the, yeah. the studio audience does not know all ten. Oh, that was from the rundown, right? Yeah. Write these down. They'll be write these down. There'll be a quiz later, kids. I, I yeah. sent it out in an email, so I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, but like right before the show, right? No, like two days ago. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That's why I was late. I was reading. Yeah. Joe Colton, anything to add here? No. I am not an ambassador for them. Just bailing out on this one early, huh? Uh huh. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. You, you sounds kind of sellout down there, Joe Cole. <laughs> Are you paid to play now? Is that how it works? Send me my Wonder Woman shoes. <laughs> okay. Hey, I don't blame her. No, I want to be an influencer when I grow up. Right, right. I, I mean, sellout is the ultimate job title, isn't it? It means oh, yeah. you don't have to work hard at something anymore. There's something that people love enough about you that you don't have to come up with anything new and you can still make a living at it. Boy, yeah, are I you wrong. <laughs> I didn't sell out. I, I bought in. Look what happened to me. Yeah, sellout's the way to go. Hmm. I wish I could just, just, just figure out something to make myself popular for a year and a half and then just do the convention circuit. I'd love to sell out. I'm just, trying, out to to I'm just trying to stick around. Yeah, right. Anyhow, 
Next up, number nine. The G.I. Joe third-party licensing frenzy. And this is not so much a story, but certainly a... a, a frenzy. A collection of stories. <laughs> yeah, a prevalent arc throughout 2022. As after years of, of just not seeing anybody getting to do anything with the G.I. Joe license, some of those years even Hasbro, mm -hmm. um, there is just a flood of third-party G.I. Joe merchandise available out there from... Uh, Diecast toys from Jada, from the Ultimates, and and uh, uh, reaction lines from Super Seven. You can see the role playing game there from Renegade Game Studios. We've got Patty and Brian's book, which is officially licensed uh, there in the fourth corner. A and it doesn't stop there. There's any number of of other other bits out there sporting the GI Joe logo that we all know and love so well. Um, Mark Weber. This, this was high on your list when, when we were putting this together. Um, talk about it. Yeah, well, it was it was one of the things I mentioned uh, actually af after I had left the brand, but when I was discussing the brand uh, with uh, another toy company, uh, I said they are oddly protective of a brand that they aren't even activating. And, and it always seemed like that with Joe. Like even when they weren't doing anything with it, they were they were really really hesitant to license any of it out out beyond like clothing, right? Clothing and, and backpacks and shoes and that's been right. really prevalent over the last twenty years or so. But when the brand has gone dormant, they haven't really let other people play with it, and it's just it's just money, right? And they they always have right of refusal or on anything somebody else is going to make, right? If they're doing tap dance snake eyes. They're probably not going to sign off on that. So it always struck me as odd. But I, I was beyond what Sideshow did, right? Because nobody had done what Sideshow was doing at that point. Um, I was completely flabbergasted that they would license out action figures of G.I. Joe to anybody else. I just, that stuns me. And so the fact that, you know, there's what well, we got, we got Hyatt Toys, we got Super 7, and they're... Right, of, of a similar scale. Like, when, when they were doing uh, Hot Toys and and they and a Sideshow, those were 12-inch figures at a time when Hasbro was not doing 12-inch figures. So I, I right. kind of, like, I, I could see that a little bit. If, if you squint a little bit, okay, I, I get that. We, we don't want to do this anymore, but these people do, so let's let them do it. But yeah. they're doing, like they're doing Super Seven Ultimates in a scale that is comparable to classified. They're doing reaction in a line that's comparable to three and three quarter. Um, Hyatt Toys is is three and three quarter ish. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's it's very much an about face. And the and the twelve inch shows like the last time Hasbro put out twelve inch shows, they were really good, and they didn't sell. And I remember Daryl being flat out honest almost brutal honest with some of the 12-inch collectors because all joe fans you know thought you felt daryl was kind of the messiah and the protector of the brand for a long time but especially the 12-inch guys right because right. they know daryl is a 12-inch joe guy at heart right. and i was right there a couple times when people went when is hasbro going to get behind 12-inch gi joe again and daryl tell them flat out we put out not too expensive, high quality 12 inch GI Joes, 
and you people didn't buy them. Yeah. So I, I firmly believe, he believed for sure, and I still believe that Hasbro decided that's it. 12 inch show is nothing we need to play with anymore. Yeah. If somebody else that's wants right. to buy them. There was a real solid line of 50, 50th uh, anniversary 12-inch shows that just sat. Yeah. For a long time, not just like like a few weeks. Yeah, and it, it didn't even have a crappy bad movie to not promote it. So, <laughs> can't really blame it on that. No. Oh, so, Mark Weber, you were on a roll tonight. Just telling you. I got it all saved up. I, see, I, see, I only have so much shade to throw. But by it doesn't roll over. I got to get it gone by midnight tomorrow. So I get all new shades starting one one. That's, That's right. Works. That's yeah. right. Uh, Joe Colton, what, what would you say your favorite piece of third party merchandise from from twenty twenty two was? Um, I like the Super Seven. It was like they do other things that I like, so I didn't mind them. I I just like to buy the non third party and if unless I absolutely have to. At least with Joe's. With other things, like I'm okay. But like You're a Hasbro purist, huh? Yeah. <laughs> unless they're not making like one of the figures or like Sideshow is making a figure. Like that's a totally different ball game then. <laughs> like I didn't dive in much to Super Seven, but I like that they're doing stuff that that Hasbro isn't or that Hasbro never has. Yeah. And when they did a female red-headed Cobra Trooper, I'm like, so I don't care that it's only got five points of articulation. She can drive a hiss. So <laughs> yeah. she just she just can't shift. <laughs> right. She just <laughs> yeah. she can't buckle her seatbelt, but she can drive it. She's totally unsafe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she can land planes at some point. Pretty much. Racktime Rob, what what are your thoughts here? Um, hey, I have a Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow Migo. I mean, you know, so. So you're can, you, can you squish their heads like kids in the hall? No, they're not as squishy. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. That used to be half the fun, amigos. I know, yeah. Lines up. <laughs> but but you know, then but now these heads won't turn a sickly gray. So, you know, Ooh. it's all right. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. What's the fun in that? <laughs> They don't look dead. They're not pale. <laughs> they're, they're not going to be. They're not going to be zombie snake eyes and storm shadow in January. Come on! <laughs> I want to give a special shout out to the folks that that came on and and uh, especially our 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 pals, uh, Patty and Brian, and their Action Force books, and Ryan Costello, who was one of the co-authors on the GI Joe role playing game. I'll yeah. give them the nod for my favorites on the third party stuff because they'll they'll come and blab with us about it. Absolutely. <laughs> the official folks won't come blab with us, but third party folks, they they talk to us. We like yeah. them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Next up at the number eight spot. Holy granola. Asbro's G.I. Joe team gives more information on upcoming figures. And uh, we got What's on Joe Mind 200 in there because that was the first first time after they reestablished rules for uh, Fan First Fridays and similar events as far as uh, revealing the identities of upcoming figures. And uh, these are just 
these are most <laughs> we're expecting next year. It's not everybody because there were too many of them to fit in one, one, um, one screen comfortably. And I'm not working that hard for one graphic on a stinking list. Screw off on that. But there, there's everybody. You can, my, fa- I, I'm glad I got ship. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Tripwire and his Bomb Squad outfit. They're not making Bomb Squad Tripwire. <laughs> All for it. Bomb Squad Tripwire. You give it's me. Like they're that. not making Tan Grunt. You give me that as an exclusive, and I'm in. Yeah. In for two of them. Hey Joe, what do you think of this graphic with low light and no Rakondo? Garbage. Beautiful, huh? Low light and no Rakondo, and you made fun of it. So you've done no, it. About, no. You've no. done it about face on Rakondo. He's garbage. He's garbage. <laughs> Did you, you Rakondo is your favorite now? Is that what I'm hearing? He's garbage. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey, wait, you didn't know, they make didn't they make Firefly before? No, not really. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Kinda, there's somebody out there with his name on it, but it's not quite right. It's a Halloween costume on a on a figure. Yeah. I, I don't think, and again, for the record, I, I don't think that's a bad figure. It's just not really Firefly. It's a diaper viper. Right. It's it's EOD Firefly, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It's like the EOD guy came to Halloween as Firefly and was like, look, I'm Firefly. Dirt, dirt. <laughs> he, he makes an occasional appearance on our Instagram page as Bomb Squatty. There you go. But, um, Joel McMullen asked, does it seem like there's been a big break of time since Hasbro showed anything new, even digital images? Since October, yeah. But that that's okay. Yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot here that hasn't been even manufactured yet. So I'm I'm willing to let that gap close, get some of these guys rolled out and in our grubby little paws before I'm worrying about what's coming next. Just, what's coming next at this point is Entire, entirely speculative. There's such a better way, though, to have a cadence of releasing images of every one of these guys has box art, right? Every one of these guys. And every and that comes in as line art, right? Before it gets colored in. And you could do, you could have new stuff daily if you really wanted to run a brand, right? And I know, because if you, if you were on the McFarlane Sports Picks board, I had a daily update for you with some kind of thing that was news every day, even if it was a bit of a stretch. It, it's it's like the the uh, uh, the Halloween house with uh, shoot, I'm blanking on his name. David S. Pumpkins, right? Hey man, it's a thousand, hundred floors of scares. They're not all going to be winners, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll get you something every day. It's not that hard. It's got to work. Got to plan ahead. They had a regular rotation before somebody you know messed up their you know spoiled their whole year and stuff. I suppose, yeah. yeah. Uh, that that is a problem. We, um, but even back when we were writing for the Pulse originally, right? I, I got told that I couldn't put, I couldn't do as much Joe stuff as I wanted to, because it made the other brands look bad. And I'm like, cool. Could we maybe ask them to step up their game? And they're like, nah. Instead, let's have you write their news stories for them, since you have so much time. Cool. Love it. <laughs> I don't know if daily is necessary, but daily, but yeah, you know, weekly, they could probably come up with something. Even monthly, I mean, you know, really, it's. And it is a, to be clear, this is not a Joe thing. No, this is, no, it's this not. is a Hasbro thing. 
there, there's there's gaps in in everybody's run at some point. Like yeah, you know what? That's not even fair. It's kind of just a toy thing, right? right. But you could you could run a brand. There's it's not that hard to run a brand and have it be engaging with the fan base. It really is. Anyways, I, I I like that this is on here because I feel like this is something we we personally screwed up for them. Um, you know, when, when you put when you pump out a, a twelve minute video detailing everything that's coming in the first half of a year, and all of it comes out, you know, a hundred percent correct. Um, I, I I appreciate that in response to that, they decided to open up more as opposed to throwing more walls in the way. Like they 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 took our jerk ass selves out of the game here by simply by telling us what was coming in in advance, right? They look like heroes, and and it's a great move. We're, hey, we're all for it. We we don't need to break news all the time to have a good time with this stuff. Breaking news is hard. Breaking news makes us do work. <laughs> Crap. Boo, boo. <laughs> do it, but it's work. Uh, so I I feel like the fact that we destroyed. An entire um, half a years of the schedule um, made them turn around and respond this way. But hey, take this. What's on Joe mind? We took it. We're happy with it. Thank you. What does it sound like, Mike, when you when you have the biggest news break of the last twenty years? I don't know about twenty years. That's 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 maybe overstepping it a bit. You think? Yeah. More news ever broken at one time? Yeah. Ever. You think we're talking about entire relaunches were bigger news? I suppose you know it. It it, it, it was a good score for a crummy two bit slime show. Make yeah. no mistake. I don't want to downplay it in, in regards to what we do. You know, Lord Lord knows us and our 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 part time four person newsroom. <laughs> but um, but it was a good it was a good break for us. Uh, and again, this this is I don't want to dwell on it too too much because it's going back into twenty twenty one. But um, it sounds a bit like <laughs> with a little bit of Barry Horowitz mixed oh. in, yeah, baby. There you go. But this, this being said, now it's easy to like this graphic because they're all vintage photos, but it's a pretty good lineup coming. Yeah, right? a little bit of everything for everybody in there, and I like that they're making a new Firefly, like like they did with Gung Ho, right? I like. There are some brands that are that are arrogant enough to go, no, it's, it's exactly what we wanted. You people are wrong. Fans didn't like it. You got a chance for another, you know, kick of that can. So, Range Life is kind of weird, though. Yeah, but you know what? People dig him. Hmm. Uh, Joel McMullen makes a good point. When a brand has no real media and the toys are the only thing to get excited about, it seems like Hasbro needs to keep the information flowing to keep fans interested. And yeah, that's, that is a good point. I, I think the obvious answer to that is create more media. That's it. The counter is, or <laughs> support the brand and build new fans. Just at, at some point, do, do we want Lenny and Emily to be pr helping produce these figures or do we want them to be on YouTube? And frankly, I think we've got a nice balance, but uh, I don't think we need to take, more of their time and put them on YouTube. Right? Yes. YouTube's for us amateurs. That's right. <laughs> you don't like it, turn off your station. Joe Colton, your thoughts? I like that they 
they opened up because I think the live stream when they did it was like everybody cheering basically instead of like writing or saying like where's this and where's that and when are we getting this and so it was a good it was a good turn. Rack time, Rob. Uh, I I basically just said you know hey. <laughs> look, look what we did. <laughs> I am taking the higher ground and not applauding you. We've applauded you all year. Yes. My favorite part of every live stream, not every, but when it happens, is when someone types in, where's Mark? Like, my heart. Pitter-patter. <laughs> Love it. So, if you're out there, you want to make my day. Right. Where's Mark? Mark's on what's on Joe Mind. That's where Mark Because it's, it's so past tense now. You know, everybody there other than Lenny is like, who the hell is Mark? <laughs> <laughs> Needs to be the yeah, answer. Nope. Mark, Mark's on what's on yeah. Joe Mind. That's yeah. Say moi. You need to say that. You need to get in the habit of saying that. Yeah. That needs to be the reply. Because mm -hmm. Lord knows when we put out material, there are nearly enough people watching a former head of the brand talk about the brand. And accent on <laughs> look capital. You you still got to see more of the more of the land of Oz than the rest. Oh of yeah, in, in in the end, and I think I've gotten closer to it. Hard to believe. Uh, recently, if you if you'd have told me going in how it was going to go, I would have said I'd take that to work on Transformers and Joe, my two favorite brands as a kid. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. I wish I could have done more with Joe, but I think I, I think I did real well with. <laughs> I think I cooked a pretty good dinner with limited groceries. Uh, but Transformers, I don't know the numbers, but I don't think they're hitting that. I don't think they've hit that bar since. So, nah, nah. God, I think that's, that's a safe guess. God bless you. Let's move ahead to number seven. Ah. Oh. Supply line drama for classified and Super Seven Ultimates, and yeah, this is the the battle cry of the of the of the hunters all year long. Um, can't find classified on the shelves until very recently. Uh, thankfully, that that noose loosened up a little bit uh, around Christmas or before Christmas time. Uh, we started seeing better selection in a lot of places this fall, but wow, for a a, a big part of this year. Distribution was still a real problem. Um, Joe Colton, we'll start with you here. How how often did you go looking for classified figures, and how often were you coming up empty? A lot of the time. It's, but I how was many at like five targets in the area. Like the Walmart that's closest to my house sucks balls. Just is shit. Complete shit. So remember, the, the coffee link is down below uh, for anybody with a couple of bucks laying around that wants to buy Joe Colton's way out of the swear jar. Link is down There's also a link to her personal cosplay coffee account. Uh, yeah. She's cursed three times in five seconds. <laughs> Walmart does that to people. Yeah, Walmart that's so mad. And they're like, fucking toy collection center is like reducing now. So I'm even more angry. Um, whatever. Anyways, I had to drive like 40 minutes down South from here 
or I'd have to go across the river on the Virginia side and go to my old stomping grounds. But I mostly I had to get things online this this uh, this round. Did you take the ninety five down to Alexandria? It's gonna be jam. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I know the the, the Beltway like commute is all aggravating. It's a rock time, Rob. Your thoughts here. Um. <clears throat> yeah, I like I said, there were a couple times in the fall I went into Target and saw uh, Spirit and Storm Shadow and the Cobra Officer and that bunch. I've seen Crockmaster on the shelves at Walmart. I have seen 957 Lady J carded on the pegs at one Walmart all at once. Now, um, to, to give some give uh, some context. We're about a mile and a half from the nearest Target and Walmart. They're on opposite sides of the same highway. Um, and uh, probably three Targets in the immediate area and four or five Walmarts. So Racktime Rob gets around a bit more to all this place, all these places than I do. I haven't really looked a heck of a lot because I've been ordering off the Pulse and, you know, it's been coming in. So I just kind of resigned myself to you know, internet shopping and, and going that way because it's it's... <laughs> It's easier. It's easier to just just wait on to come in. It's easier on the gas. Uh, Andrew Galkin notes: Wow, an hour plus before the Californians reference. Yeah, I'm the, shocked as you are. But yeah. the street continues. Yeah, something like that. And, and Indiana has not been great for distribution of really anything for like the last ten years. So. Right in the best of times, in, yeah. in, in this this area is not the greatest. Um, so it's it take 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 our experience with a grain of salt. I, I have almost entirely become an online shopper for, for toys. I, 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 I'm at the point now where when I go to these mega stores, I don't even bother going to the toy section three quarters of the time because I know it's not going to be anything there. It's been over two years since I saw any classified at Target out here in New England. We're, but you have to go into the building and check. Oh, yeah, it's because I don't shop at Target, bastards. Since, since you have boycotted Target, yes. Yeah. That's right. I mean, I was able to get Mark's Outback at a store, but, you know, I, I didn't see it. I, I noticed that, you know, they were I, – I did the online reserve and picked it up. But that means it was there, you know, so. I uh, I took this, this photo for the reference here because I figured there was a really good chance that it's got at least one of those containers full of classified figures. And the boat that sank behind it had all the Super 7. All the Super 7. Ultimates. All the Super 7. Ultimates. Man. Mark Weber, talk to us about supply issues. I mean, just thinking about Super 7, I ordered that bat. I ordered three bats originally from Big Bad Toy Store, I think. Because uh, Hasbro hadn't announced one yet, right? And then Hasbro announced one. And originally, I thought, cool, they're making a bat before Hasbro. No, they're not. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. I never had to deal with uh, with anything like you know what sprang up from the pandemic and and post. There was a we had a container at McFarland of twelve inch it was Jerome Bettis figures that suffered water damage, like the whole container wasn't uh, airtight, and so but all <laughs> ages. Um, but I I never dealt with. Uh, with supply chain issues like the current brand or the brand managers of the last you know two well three years have 
Yeah. So I don't have any specific insight. It normally, you know, it, it takes a long time. It's, they really call it the slow boat from China, but you expect that you plan for it and you, you know, you move around it, but then I will, I'm not going to play back. I'm not trying to say back in my day, I'm actually trying to minimize my own experience here. The brand managers, the active brand managers in the last couple of years have had to, and it's not just toy. They've yeah. had to deal with a lot of stuff that I never really had. To. Think about what the Charmin people went through. Right? Don't squeeze it. <laughs> oh, they're squeezing it. All right. Squeezing as much as they can into their crawl space. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, hopefully this is a, a, a news item that continues to get smaller and smaller as it sails off into into the distance in our rearview mirror. Well, well, think about all the stuff we got in the last you know couple months. That was all stuff that they weren't expecting until May, March, you know, right. of of this coming year, and you know, and we're and we're, we have it now. So you know, right. I, I think things are a lot better, at least from the Hasbro standpoint. Yeah, as frustrating, Super Seven's a whole other issue. As frustrating as it's been to wait on classified, um, I have to give some credit because at least they were setting us up to not expect. Like they they knew it was going to be a problem, and they said, "Yeah, this will be April." Yeah. Yeah. Then when it showed up in December, we're we're all pretty happy about it, really. Yeah. It's smart. Right. It's like it's like the restaurant that says wait time will be half an hour. It's not going to be half an hour. Yeah. It's going to be fifteen minutes, twenty minutes tops. There were some but, some crazy ass people out there that were upset that all this stuff was hitting at once, and you know my feeling there is, hey, maybe maybe don't pre order more stuff than you've got worth in your account. Kind of, yeah. I guess uh, that's how it works. Right, right. Like I just, we're we're all adults here. Yeah. Learn how to budget your money. But um, so it yeah, I, kind of hit all at once. A whole lot of patience. I mean, that's a, that's a little bit much. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot of patience for people that are like, "Well, they needed to space that." No, they didn't need to space out anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I like I, I like Andrew Gogan's point here though. Um, over in the uh, in the comments. Is that the one? Yeah. Because that's true that you would you would never know, right? And that's I would point that out a lot of times on the McFarland boards way back when when people would go, All I have are Latrell Spreewell figures on my pegs, they're everywhere. And I'm like, cool. Explain to me the depth of your research. Because <laughs> Latrell Spreewell with two by four and wild look in his eye shows that it's selling really well by my numbers. So it's funny that, malice at the palace variant yeah, so we just had part two malice at the palace or unease at the little seas but uh <laughs> i just made that up on the fly Have, having really seen good. having seen the clip it's a little bit it's a lot more like that so, yeah. was, was that guy faking the guy who got hit it didn't look like he got hit that hard <laughs> he just falls like a dead he falls like junkyard dog getting hit with the chair you know what i'm talking about down. Anyway, I'm proud of that. I came up with that on the fly. That's good stuff. That that good. Seas. Um, but yeah, they, you wouldn't know. So it, they could absolutely be using that as a get out of jail free card for any kind of error or problem that's causing delays. But, but uh, yeah, look, we there's a labor shortage. Um, in, in our country that's affecting things as far as getting things unloaded. Uh, COVID is still a serious issue. 
even if we're not treating it like such. Um, there's still people that are going down and getting sick with that on a daily and weekly basis. Uh, we're not losing as many lives to it as we were two years ago, but it's still, I mean, we still are technically in a pandemic. Uh, it is more serious in places overseas that do this manufacturing um, as in your China's and your Hong Kong Kong's because they're the folks who are doing this are in living situations where they're just on top of one another. Uh, a lot more than than folks here are. So there there are plenty of of logistic issues that are still there to work around. Um, and so I, I don't think that we're going to be rid of them anytime soon. But I, I do think that we've we've figured out enough workarounds and backdoors and and fail safes that hopefully they won't be as bad going forward. But yeah. So uh, let's move ahead before we get to, too far onto that that soapbox. Up next, dun, 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 dun. hey, that looks familiar. Yeah, I even gave him a little Hasbro cufflink. Right. But uh, Hasbro on the bottom. Hasbro staff shuffling and more layoffs. Maybe it's upside down. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so this this continues to be a thing, as uh, Hasbro seems to want to um, uh, escalate production with fewer and fewer employees. Um, Me too. Remember, well, well, you are our senior Hasbro layoff correspondent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got a little experience with this. Um, we'll go ahead and let you hit lead off here, man. Uh, talk about this for a minute. I mean, you you know, taking the taking the emotion and the and the goofiness out of it that you know Hasbro has reduced their their overall workforce by a great amount in, through a couple of different bits a couple right. of different significant rounds of layoffs over the last couple of years and and really no significant rehirings um a lot of the, what they bring in now is it, it was before but it feels like a lot of what they bring in are temp workers who are there six months and then never almost never retained uh, because I think they owe something to the uh, temp company if they do keep the person on. So there are people who do a great job as a temp and are let go and told, hey, apply back in six months. We love you. It's like, well, not not that much, obviously, but yeah. okay, cool. Um, but what I noticed, the thing that was different for me watching this year, and it affected the Joe brand, um, a lot of the lower level I don't know if you call it senior management, but maybe mid-level management leaving uh, on their own. And that's what happened on the Joe brand. The two people in a row who were overseeing it, Michelle Favaloro, who oversaw it for a while, who I kind of knew uh, and was always known as a very competent, very thorough professional at Hasbro, left on her own uh, mid-year. And then Joe Navaggio took over, who I knew pretty well. Nice guy, good dude. So I was happy to hear he was in charge of Joe. And then, poof, he was gone like three months later by his own choice. So these weren't necessarily layoffs, but they were management types who, and I, I, didn't, pin, I didn't know Michelle well enough to ask, and I thought it'd be rude to ask Joe. Um, but they either uh, saw the writing on the wall and got out while they had good opportunities elsewhere, or they just got tired of the workload 
you know, continuing to pile up. There's still just as much work to be done, just less people to do it. And, you know, after three rounds, it doesn't seem like a course correction so much as uh, kind of the new company policy. So, uh, well, we we, talked about it a little bit last week or two weeks ago uh, when we talked about Lenny's promotion. mm -hmm. Like it it doesn't sound so much like a promotion so much as they're giving him a title to encompass all the extra stuff that they've already been asking him to do. And now they'll just find other extra stuff to throw on top of that because now that other stuff isn't extra anymore. It's part of his actual workload. Yeah. And if you're not getting, if your yearly raise, this goes everywhere. If your yearly raise doesn't match the rate of inflation, you've got a pay cut. Right. So keep that in mind when your yearly review comes up. Right. Hey, you're getting a 3% raise. Not really. Yeah, not really. Yeah. That's uh, Joe Colton. Any thoughts here? Mm-mm. Nope. They've Unless let, they're. Oh, go ahead, Joe. They've let go of some very good people. Unless they're le- actively letting people work remote, the problem here long term is that young professionals don't necessarily want to move to Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Right. And sometimes not even LA. LA is a tough place to live. Right. So, yeah. And then, you know, they're hiring positions in New York now, too. But I don't well, know. You, like, you have to pay people to do that. Right. And right. They don't, nobody wants to pay anybody to do anything. That's, that's, that's the problem that all of us have in the economy today as a whole. Like, I, I don't think there's a single person out there you know, below the upper reaches of, of management in large companies that actually makes what they're worth. Yeah. You know, so I, I think we've, it, it's the, we're seeing some, some of the play out of, of a societal issue, uh, perhaps more than, than uh, lack of success in the toy business. It'd be interesting to see if CEO pay disparity ever becomes a thing. Cause it's kind of just, I mean, it's not a surprise. It's just kind of accepted right now that, that the CEO should make 500 times what an entry-level worker should, right? Right. Okay. Yeah, a generation ago, that number was more like 30. Yeah. We're not saying that people at the top of things shouldn't make more money, but these these multi-million dollar options and bonuses and buyouts and golden parachutes and however many many buzzwords I can squeeze in there, they don't necessarily need to happen either. Moving forward, before I get on another soapbox, yeah, this is this is uh, from the file of not good. Uh, the European Union became Hasbro Pulse exclusive this year, uh, going forward, and we announced that on episode two thirty four, not too too long ago. I think this goes into effect in twenty twenty three, but um, this is a real, real kick in the face on our European fans. Well, the European Union and the UK go Hasbro Pulse exclusive. Sure, sure. Yeah. As our our friend, before the comments start rolling in, <laughs> yeah, our, our friend Dave Tree uh, threw that in. I, I, yeah, he had he had some choice words when we discussed it privately, but then mm-hmm. I will not repeat. But um, was one of them wanker? Uh, no, that would have been nicer. Was one of them bollocks? That <laughs> there again would have been much nicer than what he actually said. Uh, Dave is English, so remember, he curses like a professional. 
I was a flag. But uh, <laughs> yeah, for uh, uh, the GI Joe brand had been making some real strides in recent years in the European markets, and uh, uh, both in shelf space and in in uh, dealing with smaller retailers like our friend Dave and all the cool stuff. And it's all it's all going away. It's all gone, which is terrible for growing your brand. Um, it means you'll keep the fans you have because those fans are going to continue to buy from Hasbro Pulse. But wow, talk about a captive audience. That's just that's that's some garbage. Um, this is a poor decision. This is this is I you know I, I'm more upset than I should be as it doesn't affect me, but. You know, I, I don't mean to sound overly righteous here, but this is this is some crap. This is like at the end of uh, Christmas vacation when the cop is like, Mister, if I had a rubber hose, you know, talking to Brian Doyle Murray after he killed all the bonuses. Um, so, you know, my, my reaction is, is more uh, indeterminate anger on this one. Um, and again, this isn't directed at anybody who we know or see on camera. These are people far, far up the ladder that make these decisions. It's just a bad decision and an unfortunate one uh, for our fans on the other side of the ocean. I think this would have been a bigger story if there was anywhere to go with it, but nobody at Hasbro is going to comment on the why here, and that's the big question. Why? Why would you do this? This can't possibly be good for your own business. I think, um, as with many of Hasbro's decisions, you know, related to our last story, uh, it's short-term, it's short-term earnings at the expense of long-term gain. Or a twenty-five-year-old made a decision. I don't think a twenty-five-year-old made this decision. Nah. He was advised. Scoop that litter. Yeah, it's um. It's it's a, it's a it's a stock price move. Oh, our profits are up, so the stock price is going to look better. And you know, not so much. Uh, hey, we're investing in you know, the future here for continued sustained growth. Captain Perry uh, has a pretty salient question there. Where he says, uh, "Let me pop it up there for everybody watching. Uh, how much does that market make for Hasbro?" Good you know, question. Question. It it may not be much. Yeah, different different per brand. On uh, Transformers, I think it was third. Right. right? But There's North America and then Asia Pack and then EU. Look, it, it, regardless of how much it makes in, in overall dollars and cents, it was it had to be growing because previous to classified, G.I. Joe hadn't been available. Yeah. Past right. Hasbro Pulse. It's, or Hasbro Direct. It's an extraordinarily simple question. Do you want your brand on toy shelves for people to see? Right. Just check yes or no. Right? And they were and they surprised everybody by going, nah. Not only do we not need that, we have it and we don't want it to continue. I don't get it. And wouldn't it be and hard if they change their mind to like then go back and be like, we now want those shelves back. Yeah, I would imagine it's like the whole thing here was the fight to keep or expand your peg space, right? Your shelf space at brick and mortar retail here. Now, I know whole new world, a lot of you know, huge online sales now, mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean brick and mortar doesn't still have value. Yeah. Especially, especially for a brand with no entertainment. Snake Eyes movie aside, 
no entertainment and no announced plan moving forward. So how are you building new collectors with no online presence either? When's the last time that website got updated? Right. Yeah. Or, or, you know, you're just, you're taking away options. Like if, if Pulse sells out on something as they are prone to do. Uh, on Particularly the, with Joe. Yeah. On the day that pre-orders are announced. Um, but these customers previously say in the UK, they could go to in-demand toys. They could go to all the cool stuff. They could go to any number of these other smaller retailers and get those pre-orders in because they know those guys are kind of going through the dealer back door and get that product. Mm-hmm. I mean, are are they going to make more available through pre-order on the Pulse? We haven't, like, again, there's nobody talking about it, so we don't have answers to these questions. This is Joe-specific, right? Not yeah. affecting any other brand. So. You know, I mean, so, it, it may be. I, I I can't say that I did any homework past GI Joe on this one. I haven't heard about it for any other right. brand. So the same. I believe it was Joe specific. The same Hasbro rep is going to call Dave Three and go, "How yeah, you know, how many uh, Star Wars Black do you want for next year?" Right. Right. And 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 not pretend like he didn't just hurt Dave's. Not he, but Hasbro yeah. didn't. I don't want to say torpedo, but damage. Dave's business on some level, right? By taking Joe away from him for no discernible reason other than to hurt themselves. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. And they don't, they don't tell us everything and they shouldn't and they won't. And I get that. We're not, we don't have any right to be privy to their business dealings, but this doesn't seem to make any sense on any level. No, this, this, comes off 100% as cutting off their own nose despite their face. Absolutely. But moving forward, because we're, we're starting to run low on time. Uh, number four is this gentleman, and who is he? Well, that's Chris Cox, new Hasbro CEO, named in February back, uh, we told you on What's on Joe Mind 198, to give you how many, an idea how many episodes we've done this year. Mm-hmm. Jumping, Jiminy, that's a lot of episodes. Um. I'm used to showing up every three months and doing a four-hour audio podcast. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, after the passing of Brian Goldner at the end of 2021, uh, Chris Cox was named CEO early in 2022. He had been the head of Wizards of the Coast, which was uh, just seeing leaps and bounds type growth. And, uh, I, I mean, again, you hope to see it. I, I, I can't say I have any love for big corporation Hasbro. I have big love for Hasbro as the people that make my favorite toys. Mm-hmm. Um, so purely selfish reasons there, but um, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I, I we just came off of a, of a news bit where we're, we're slamming the new policy that clearly this guy had to at least rubber stamp to put into place. Well, well and here's, here's the funny thing. Um, Hasbro in the beginning of the year went through some drama with some investors um, who wanted basically them to split off Wizards of the Coast. Yeah, and you know because it would basically create a surge in the in the stock price. They could have sold high and you know gotten out, right. made a boatload of money. He said, "No, we're not doing that. That just hurts our growth." <laughs> you know, this has got right. yep. a lot of long term growth potential for the health of this company. No. Um, yeah, so I, I get good, but to then again, too, I think you know, Wizards of the Coast is a bigger chunk than GI Joe is right now. Oh, yeah, 
Oh, yeah. Holy Which is a bigger chunk than anything else they have going right now. Yeah. Pretty much every, any other company Hasbro ever uh, acquired or assumed they brought to Rhode Island, right? They yeah. brought what talent they wanted or was willing to come. And Wizards of the Coast, they just left alone because they would do, you know, 10% growth year on year every year. So it's just a cash machine that was getting more efficient every year. And they were just like, you know, strong, yeah. strong, mad. You keep doing is. your thing, man. Yeah. So it didn't, it didn't shock me when, when the new boss was the guy who was running Wizards of the Coast because they've been fantastic for ages. Yeah. But and I mean, now, he may have, been, now, he may have though, been protecting. He may have been protecting his old home, and he might not care about Joe. Yeah. And I, I think you know, plans are made well in advance. So I assume this was under his watch. My Magic the Gathering friends, who I had dinner with down in Phoenix, are just screaming about death of the brand. So Welcome. too much stuff, <laughs> making too, making too much, pricing us out. Where's how are you going to get new fans? Why are you issuing stuff you said you'd never reissue? And I'm like, oh. Sounds familiar. Yeah, I think I've heard that before. Not about Magic the Gathering, though. More on that later. Right. We're moving forward to number three. And I'll get the cheap plug for our <laughs> special edition number 80, which none of you have watched. I listened to it. So go back and... and I was on it. <laughs> go back and check out special edition 80 with our friend Joe, uh, Joe Slepsky of Joe on Joe. Uh, but it is... Uh, G.I. Joe finishing its IDW run, uh, as we announced back in What's on Joe Mind 200, uh, and again covered the last issue in Special Edition 80. Uh, this would this would probably have been higher on the list, even the number three, but we know it's going somewhere, so it's not the end of the story. The, the <laughs> biggest surprise out of this is that no one has still stepped up and said, we got it! Yeah, yeah well, I, I, I get that, though. If they're ending it in November... Um, you're gonna let all the you're gonna let them you're gonna let IDW take its its curtain call mm -hmm. in December and then worry about it after New Year. Yeah, but you know I, what? I, Marvel I, Marvel just lost the Conan license and Titan, you know, who got it was like, We got it. Right. Yeah. yeah want, but it's a big deal for Marvel to lose a license. <laughs> well, it's possible too that IDW's contract, the way it was written, was through the end of twenty twenty two. Yeah. So like, Hasbro, for what we understand, Hasbro was the one that, that did put the brakes on at issue 300 and said, hey, you're going to wrap this up in November. But that doesn't change the language of the contract if it was through 2022. Yeah. Which is all speculation, but. Right. Seems legit. Right. So, again, no knowledge of that contract. I don't want to paint it like I'm some insider with that stuff. Mm -hmm. Don't know. But that's kind of what yeah. it seems like. So I, I imagine, you know, today is the 30th of December. I imagine somewhere in the next three or four weeks, we're going to have an official word on what's going on with G.I. Joe. I agree. Totally. Oh, I just found Rakondo on that cover. I just, you'll notice that with all of the extra stuff I put on this thumbnail, uh, none of it is covering Beachhead. Right. That was really the ultimate guide to where I placed things. No, I found Rakondo and he's flipping Joe the bird. Don't know why. Yeah. Yes. Every time she looks away, yep, beer, garbage. And then when she looks up, he puts his, his finger down. Garbage. Notice oh. flat down there in the bottom right too. He is he is also un, unfettered. Are we sure that's beachhead? Because that crotch looks intact. 
Uh, yes, yes, it is in fact him. He didn't get all dressed up for nothing. That's right. He's going to wear the good pants. Oh, I found sci-fi. He's standing in front of Flash. Oh. No, he's not. Actually, he is. Snake, Snake Eyes is right in front of Flash. Mm-hmm. Anyways, go watch Special Edition 80, you jerks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do it. <laughs> show up and we do two and a half extra hours of stuff for you and this is how you repay us by not watching yeah okay number two anybody have any pressing thoughts rack time rob no 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 i think i got them all out i'm going to make people watch the episode there you go i like i like the idw's run by and large i pretty much liked all the runs um but sometimes fresh hands is a good thing yeah, I, I I mean can't complain. It's still gonna be Hammer's book, so yeah. Number two. And this this figured up a lot higher on the list than I was expecting it to, but I listened to my staffers. Mm-hmm. Uh startup companies light up Kickstarter with O Rig and military figures. Seriously, pick an episode. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> this is pretty much how we spent our twenty just... <laughs> uh is plugging the damn Kickstarter. So this year was a lot of Kickstarters. It sure was. <coughs> was we've already talked about uh, uh, Skeletron and the the Robo Skull Mark II. Uh, we had Troy McKee on several times to talk about Call Sign Longbow. Our, our co-host and good friend Carson was was on to launch Operation Recall. Uh, we had uh, Bill Murphy from Fresh Monkey Fiction talking about Eagle Force a couple times. Holy cow. I mean, just just so many third-party toys uh, doing G.I. Joe compatible uh, or adjacent uh, product. It was it was crazy. Like this this summer was was tough on the wallet Mm -hmm. and summers are not normally tough on the wallet. Mm -hmm. But uh, wow. Uh, Mark Weber, what are you looking forward to the most? I mean, no offense. Uh, to the Skeletron folks, right? Whose Kickstarter set a record by funding the day before it went live. I think so. Hard yeah. to do. I believe but... it finished at four point seven billion dollars. And now, <laughs> I don't want, I don't want Carson to squeeze so loud that his dachshunds get scared. But legitimately, Operation Recall for me is the best thing. My favorite thing, Joe related since the original three and three quarter line stop wow i think it's that good the uh the concept of it right the work of it the the Mm -hmm. love put into it and the idea that i think almost everybody who would have gone to this amount of work to get it done would have kind of hoarded the character creation for their own group and i know i think i would have I think I would have said I have all these great luminaries and, and juggernauts from the history of, of the Joe brand. We're going to make a new line. I think it would have been impossible to resist that temptation. And the mm-hmm. fact that Carson did and opened it up to the fans, because are my, are my brilliant ideas going to be better than everyone's brilliant ideas? No, mm-hmm. never. So the fact that Carson is getting his guy made was enough for him. And, and, I, and I, I'm not 
uh, bemoaning him that. Oh, right? no, 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 no. Hey, look, look, you're you're allowed to have a little bit of the spoils. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. But that's all he needed was his guy. And then the rest he opened up for all of us to at least have a shot, right? To throw our hat in that ring mm-hmm. and let the icons of the G.I. Joe brand turn new characters to life. And that's what this brand has largely been missing, not just recently, but really over the last 20 years, right? New yeah, I mean, when was the last time we saw actual new characters? I mean... No. Stiletto, well, like, Tombstone, yeah, yeah. Sightline. I, I only got like four figures a year. You got a lot. Right. Uh, pretending like you know, based on how much I got to put out, but but yeah, looking back at you know, Doctor Link Talbot, right? And, and, I was I, mean, I was expecting him to flip out a little bit more when I said that, but sure, they, they, <laughs> they can't all be winners. Uh, but that's all right. You didn't like when the new when the new Joes came out back in 83, 84, 85. You didn't like all of them. I thought Quick Kick looked ridiculous when I first saw him on the back of a card. That's okay. You're allowed to not like a couple of the new ones because you're getting 12, 14 new characters every year. Right. Even not not liking two or three is is a fair trade for loving six or seven. Right. And not not every kid got to collect every figure. Right, so it was okay to have favorites and guys you didn't like, and Transformers is the same way. Brands they own that were built on on yearly innovation that they've totally lost the concept on. So I, I realize I'm going long here, but but I love everything about this project. I think Carson has 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 hit a double grand slam here. I'm that fond of it, and I and I have funded it like I love it. So there's a lot of these guys coming to the Weber house. He's, he's gone. Fernando Tatis, huh? two, two grand slams and one in it. That's what I'm talking about, man. Like, and, and not that, and I've got Skeletron stuff coming too. I got Skeletrons around here somewhere. I got some uh, Eagle Force coming. I got a whole bunch of call sign longbow coming. Yes. But I am in it to win it on Operation Recall. I think it's perfect. Rack time, Rob. Yes. Where are you going to put all this stuff? I don't know. <laughs> Joe Colton, where are you going to put all this stuff? No idea. No. But I do agree with uh, Mark that Operation Recall is an amazing uh, project. And that I was impressed that Carson didn't, like you said, keep it. Like, I have all these ideas. He opened it up, which was really cool because he got to collaborate and then bring the community in right mm-hmm. and so then in it like it opened it up and so um but i i love both of these projects so much and i'm very proud of both of these guys for doing this i, I believe my submission was printed out and then lit ablaze <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> that's just right out of here thanks but no thanks mike yeah <laughs> take off eh anyways <laughs> so that's I, our lo- I love all of them except the ninja with the robot leg it's too billy it's too billy i can't <laughs> it's too billy but it's billy. not billy no but it's no because he's actually getting a figure could be billy he's got a mask on it ain't billy yes smells like billy 
Oh, Joe, Joe Bales. Okay. Whoa. Connection issues. What's that smell? Oh, it's Billy. Joe Cold, what happened there? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I pressed the screen and then the, the, the screen expanded and then you were all gone and I heard nothing. And I was like, where did my guys go? <laughs> well, you're just you're back just in time to get us to number one. And I think number one is is real obvious in its absence to this point. Oh, what I wonder else, what it could be. What else could it be but this guy? This guy. Yeah. That's right. Oh, pretty. Haslab His Tank Project funds in less than nine hours. So All tiers fulfilled during the campaign. Uh, covered in depth. What's on Joe Mine 222 and any number of other places along the way. But... um. Uh, Joe Colton, your your thoughts on the his tank, real quick. So pretty. <laughs> I want like eight of them. It's okay. <laughs> what what's your favorite aspect of it? Itself. <laughs> Just the whole, you're you're in on the whole banana, huh? <laughs> I just want to like. <laughs> she wants a tank to hug, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. She's gonna be doing. She's gonna be doing the little stinger at the end of uh, Kokomo Toys. But uh, Andrew Galgan with a legitimate question: Chonky Tank Kitty oh. isn't number one, and no! honorable mention. He was number eleven. He's but, number uh, one in our hearts. He's number one, absolutely number one in no, our hearts. Not in my heart. My heart is his tank. Wow. <laughs> Fuck wow. that kitty. Yeah, and somewhere, <laughs> somewhere, four hundred red ninjas hanging on a tree are like, what the. <laughs> you know, Mike, Mom, they are so mad right now. Torpedo Mike said he he's not in. He had to feed his kids. I say let those kids fend for themselves. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, how old are they? Like, could you like get them jobs? Right. I'm kidding. Next, I'm Rob, what's your favorite aspect of this? Um, <laughs> all of it. The fact that you know, I sat, I sat, and what would normally have been, uh, you know, over the course of you know, a day at work, this thing was ready to roll. I mean, you know, it was like, <laughs> yeah. Did you even make it out of work? <laughs> well, I happened to be off that day. I think it happened during spring break. Oh. Uh, so basically, every time I'd like click back and see, I wonder how the thing's doing. Oh my God. Yeah. I guess that tactician's going to happen. Mark Weber. Yeah. What's your favorite aspect of the HisTech? I like that. It's probably earned that Joe collectors have, uh, adult Joe collectors have a stigma of having uh, creaky wallets that don't always open. And so when, when nice stuff came out, like the new Sky Striker and the new uh, Eagle Hawk, you know, they didn't fly off the shelves. And I know that made Hasbro a little reticent to invest heavy tooling into items for the joe brand that even if it's really good and even if it's something they say they want doesn't necessarily mean they're going to support it at retail and that whole right. i have always hated the i'll wait till ross i'll wait till it goes to marshall's thing because i get it and everybody has a budget and I'm, I'm not telling you how to spend your money really but we would we would fight that where people would say, I still support the brand. I just buy it from Ross. Well, then, no, you don't yeah. really, right? right? You're not really supporting the brand. So 
I yeah, love that. Because Hasbro ain't getting any money out of that. <laughs> I love that they went all out on this and said, fine, we're going to do a, a big vehicle. And it is big. And it's going to cost. But we'll see if the fans come out and support it. And the fact that the fans went, God damn, yes. Yeah. And supported it like crazy. So the idea that we can have nice things, right? It just has to have the value. And and that always, it drove me a little bit nuts at the beginning when people were, were scoffing at the price. Because I said, it did, I, I get it. It did seem a little exorbitant at jump. But we knew there would be stretch goals, right? And I said, let's not judge it until we know what we're actually buying. And by the time we were done, the value was absolutely there. So yeah. I love that the Joe fans stepped up and supported a pretty, pretty damn expensive item. But it's nice, and I gotta believe it's going to be worth every penny. Yeah, I mean, you got a full tank crew. Yeah, you got extra weapons pods. You got new pieces to modify your hiss to make it look futuristic, or you can go with the ones that look like the old, old-fashioned nineteen eighty three. You just have all kinds of stuff, including you got the a classic Cobra Commander. I mean, my favorite aspect of this is that we'll have a thumbnail of Joe Colton hugging a his tank. Right. Um, but <laughs> careful with that; they're quite pointy in places. Right. Yeah. You need to watch out. You need to be careful. Um, and it it gives a lot of hope for for going forward. Um, like this this really hammers home that despite their best efforts, uh, G.I. Joe is not a brand that can continue to be ignored. Right. Well, I mean, it it can be, but we don't go away. Right, right. We have this annoying tendency to just hang around. And and when you're seeing Star Wars projects fail and Marvel Legends projects Mm -hmm. fail, and and supposedly these big money brands have these projects show up and get turned away by a fan base that is just not enthused about the project it's great to see and and this goes to the sky striker too uh which was i mean let's not poop on the sky striker we didn't get all of the stretch goals there but we got two out of the three Mm -hmm. and it's a pretty magnificent piece in and of its own right um and and um but to see something like the the his tank project take its turn at bat and just slam it out of the park is is really encouraging um for the overall health of G.I. Joe and classified as a brand. So we are running out of time. We're going to have to kick uh, kick forward on what we got in for next week and just go straight to shout-outs. But uh, Rock Time Rob, now that uh, we have covered the top 10 news stories in G.I. Joe for 2022, uh, why don't you go ahead and give us a shout-out? Okay. Shout out to the studio audience. Thank you for tuning in. Happy New Year all. I hope it is safe and everyone is healthy. And full of uh, Target shelves filled with G.I. Joe product. Target? (laughs) I ain't going to Walmart. I I needed to get Salty Weber one more time. Target. It's the last Salty Weber of the year. We'll right. see. I, I don't think so, considering he's next. I might, show up, I might show up for Salty Edition number 85 tomorrow night. Look, the closest Walmart and the closest Target to us are across the street. When you cross that street, it's like going into another dimension. I, I totally get it. When I used to have a choice between the two, 
I picked one a lot more than the other. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> so uh, anybody else rack time, Rob? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, you know, shout out to the family. Good to see everybody, even Stinky. Mark Weber, shout it out. Uh, I had a, a tiny trip in Phoenix, really. I was only there three days. So I only got to see uh, two of my very oldest friends. Always good to see them, Seth and Chris. Shout out to them. Uh, and to the my normal Phoenix peeps that I always try to see, I just didn't have any time this trip. So next year. So to my uh, to my Phoenix group, um, likely story. Yeah, right. Uh, and uh, to someone else is going to do it, but I went second. I'm going to steal it. Uh, to Diana Davis, who is recovering. We wanted. I stole it from Joe. Ha 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 ha. She's a favorite of not just this show, but of the whole community. So we, we wish you the absolute best, and uh, keep us posted on your recovery as we move into a brand new year. Joe Colton. Um, obviously Diana Davis, and she's awesome. I said that. And we love you very much and hope that you continue to recover and are healthy and well. Um, the uh, fans that tune in every week, thank you very much. Uh, it has been an awesome year. And it's always nice to see your comments and support every week. And uh, we look forward to it next year as well. And Absolutely. hopefully we can grow. We have some real warriors who just follow us around on we all do. of our social media. We uh, do. Whether it's Facebook or, or Twitter or, or Instagram even, uh, as I try to resurrect our moribund Instagram account. Um, Good word. It, Look, for somebody who's just not used to taking pictures, it's hard to take pictures. <laughs> if only I had other people to send me pictures who were maybe cast members on the show that could help out with shit like that. But no, I don't have any of those. Wait, I have three of those. And you know who sent me more photos last year than any of you? Phil freaking Donnelly. That's who. <laughs> Followed closely by Biff McCongo. Followed by Biff McConkey Donk. Who else we got, Joe Colton? Yeah, but they were, all a, they were all at Disneyland rides, man. They don't count. Look, man. What are you supposed to do with that? It's the thought that counts. All right. Uh, my husband, as usual, and my parents, and you guys. You guys are amazing, and I love seeing you every week. Oh, I was just about to rip you. Or, or once. Now I got to let it go. I <laughs> I was going to say, when you say your husband as usual, is he always your husband? Yes. <laughs> Sometimes. Maybe last that, we checked. That's okay. a, I, did I ever tell you guys when we went last year to, to Canada and it was his first time, we were, it was our first time going to Canada as a married couple and at the, at the customs table, the customs agent was like, what are you guys doing here? I was like, I'm Canadian. My husband's American. Um, this is my husband or my new husband. And she's like, what happened to the old one? <laughs> and I was like, no. And should, like the two of them at, kept Joey, going. And I you was should like, have looked her dead in the eye and said, don't ask. In, in the background, there was a moose hitting a, hitting a, a rim shot. <laughs> <laughs> yep. As I was leaving, I was like, oh, I should have said like, 
next year I'll see you with the new husband then. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, see, so see you in next year's model. You oh no, I am Canadian. Not I was Canadian. She has dual citizenship. So yeah. she is an American, but she is also a Canadian. Dude, I'm never giving that one up. Like, are you yeah. nuts? Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> like, that's who would give that up? Yeah. That would be a Hasbro move. Aren't you part Themyscirian too? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, we'd have to take her word for it because they don't let us on the island. No. Yeah. no. Well, they do, but then you don't. Then we'd have to get. Then we'd have to die. <laughs> Is that how it works. <laughs> I, I mean, it's a it's a I very radical. It's a they very radical form of uh, of uh, socialized medicine, right? They didn't kill Steve Trevor. He's dreamy. Let's be honest. He's dreamy. That Lyle Wagner. Wagner. <laughs> All right. Almost Batman. <laughs> oh God. And uh, I, I will echo the sentiment. Uh, I want to shout out to our folks in, in the live audience. Thank you so much for joining us mm-hmm. this week and every week. Uh, so many names are the same. Uh, please remember, like the video, uh, share us in your various social media challenge channels, whether that's Facebook groups or subreddits or what have you. Uh, let's continue to grow this thing. Um, and of course, make sure you're subscribed. Uh, it is it is crazy that, um, you know, 25% of, of our viewers every week are not subscribed to the show. That That's nuts. If you're going to sit through two hours of, of this, and really, like our average view time is pretty healthy, especially for YouTube. Uh, we do a two-hour show, but but like it, 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 you folks are in for the haul by and large. So it, to to sit through that and not be subscribed is just crazy, uh, and shows perhaps uh, an inability to make commitments. And I worry about your family life. So please oh click the subscribe button, um, and all will be happy at home. Anyway, uh, if you are following us on YouTube tonight, uh, again, uh, hit, hit the like and subscribe. If you follow us on Facebook, give us a, a thumbs up. Give us a heart. Give us a little huggy guy. Uh, we do love little huggy guy. Yeah. Uh, leave comments in, in the big boy comments down below, regardless of where you're seeing us. That that helps us pr- uh, get its way through the, the system as well. There's there's Sarge McNugget. We also love little nugget guy. <laughs> C Nug. I does Wes like his C Nug? Yes. Yes. All right. <laughs> I like opened the package and he's like, that's your this is mine. And I was like, uh, what is it? And he's like, it's C Nug. I'm like, no, okay. It's a cosplay C Nug. <laughs> you have to support it. Cenug in our house. If you are, uh, <laughs> I held it up the other night at dinner. Dinner tables over there, and my wife is just like. <laughs> if you're catching us on the recording, we appreciate you too. Uh, thank you so much uh, for doing that and taking time. Uh, if you're catching us on on uh, the audio only edition on Podbean or wherever you get your your podcasts. Thank you too. That's a that's another three three hundred or so uh, listens that we get every week for every episode, and and you guys are very much still a part of the family. That's why we still keep putting out the audio version of this thing. Um, but um, that's it. That's all we got for you this week. 
next week uh, is is the one that everybody uh, loves to to ask us about. It is the top ten GI Joe toys of 2022 to ring in the new year. This is every- definitive top ten. <laughs> definitive. <laughs> definitive. Yeah. Um, it, this is going back anything from Alley Viper and Bat on forward through uh, Tiger Force Outback and the Python Patrol guys. So anything in within that window is fair game if it's got the an officially licensed GI Joe product. Um and uh yeah. Yeah, so there's that to look forward to. And um what else was I going to say? Oh yeah, uh for that one uh, it's not just going to be the the decision of the four of us. We've brought in uh some guest panelists on that one. They won't be on the show, uh but I'll I'll let you know who who all went into deciding the top 10 list. It is a a cavalcade of stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, meaning the people who guest host the most. <laughs> hey, membership has its privileges. Right. It that, does. that help us make the decision. So, uh, yes, be here next week for the top 10 G.I. Joe toys of 2022. Uh, Happy New Year, everybody. Hope you enjoyed your holidays. Uh, have a, a great rest of the week. Uh, enjoy. What are you doing, Mark? What Christmas Ninja? I'm making Joe Colton ridiculous jealous. Because it's the only thing missing from her trees is the red Christmas ninja. That thing's an ornament. <laughs> oh my god! For my co-host, uh, Racktime Rob, for Mark Weber, the honcho. Can you get rid of him off the screen, please. <laughs> Me or him? I'm Mike Irizarry. Thanks so much for tuning in to What's on Joe Mind. We'll be back next Friday at nine. Have a great weekend, Yo Joe. Beer. Wow. <laughs>